1: Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.
2: Hello everyone, welcome to the show brought to you by Auto Owls, 24-hour mechanical and auto electrical service. James Broadhurst in the studio and joining me is Leia Ernest, fresh, fresh from her debut on Greyhound Gold last night, breaking the internet. Wow, how popular was that? If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out Greyhound Gold on the Greyhounds WA Facebook page. Leia, how are you?
3: I'm fantastic after that intro.
2: (laughs) Oh, good. Good to have you with us. Callum, unfortunately, cannot be with us. But speaking of making spectacular debuts, uh, we've got uh, Michael McDermott from Tab Touch making his debut on Go Greyhounds. How are you, Michael?
4: Yeah, going well, thanks, James.
2: And Leia, good to be with you. Yeah, excellent to have you on board. Of course, uh, you're providing tips on tab, the TabTouch uh, website for every single race meeting, greyhound race meeting in WA, so you know what you're talking about, which is why we've got you on this show, to help uh, Leia and I out, because it has been said, hasn't it, Leia, that maybe we don't know what we're talking about, so that's why you've come on board.
4: Well, I think uh, many would say I don't know what I'm talking
2: about either. After uh, previous
4: <laughs> efforts over the last few weeks, it uh, yeah, we've been in a bit of a lean patch. So uh, it's always good to come on and uh, chat greyhounds, no matter who with or uh, what your experience or your uh, knowledge of greyhounds is. Uh, it's always good to promote the industry, and uh, that's what we'll be doing today.
2: Indeed, indeed. I always look at Mike. I always look at when you're throwing out tips out. It's a, just a starting point of the discussion. It's not the end point necessarily. I mean, if you win, of course, you're a genius. But if it, if it, if your dog gets rolled, well, you know, you you brought the discussion up, right? There's no like like an English class in high school. There's no right or wrong answers, right? That's right, and uh, you always uh, have something there to back you up with the old. Uh,
4: <laughs> oh, I found a bit of trouble there. Uh, maybe <laughs> this week uh, we'll get on board, or uh, or yeah, maybe uh, the distance was a bit too short a or excuses. a bit too long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, You're never 100% correct, and at the end of the day, they're all opinions, and uh, that's, that's
2: all you can go for. Here's a good one, one to follow. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll break through eventually, uh, one yeah. that I use a lot. Well, speaking of you know, having a look at some of these races and uh, maybe finding a winner or two, hopefully, uh, should we get right into it later and have a look at the, what we've selected as the highlights over the weekend, Friday and Saturday night?
3: Yeah, we're jumping straight into Mandra. Race 5. Race 6 is the first heat of the shorts over the 405. And a smaller field here with six runners going around. Dandelup Jet drawn box one. Turbo Fun drawn box two. I I personally think it's between these two runners. I mentioned on Greyhound Gold that I really like the look of Turbo Fun. Has won three from three out of this box. Holds the quickest time in this field. 100% strike rate actually out of box one and two and has had about 25 starts over this track and distance, so pretty familiar with, I think, the only runner with more starts over this track and distance is Royce Manelli. Dandelup Jet is a danger out of the one with the early speed, but I definitely think it's between the two runners. What about you, Mike?
4: Yeah, well, as you mentioned, uh, Dandelup Jet uh, has uh, plenty of early pace. He, he's coming off the back of a uh, quintuplet of wins. there. They've all been an easier. This is his biggest test to date. and He goes up against uh, a free-for-all proven greyhound in Turbo Fun. He has uh, won in a best of the night 22 and 61 and he did defeat mermaid Manelli on that occasion that was in september and uh, he has only missed the podium twice since so we know the, the class that turbo fun does possess but it's great to see your uh, dandelup finally drawing an inside drawdown and in Mandra. he has had the red there in the past but so that was at Kennington over 520 he found plenty of bother in each of those runs so it'll be interesting to see uh, if he does show his uh, early pace if he can hold turbo fun into that first corner And then we really have a race on there on uh, uh, Friday night, you know, race six. Uh, Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, it does look a uh, match race between those two. But we can't discount Royce Minnelli, who did run around in this series there last year. He he did win a heat as well. He did finish third in the final. So he's definitely not without a winning chance there if there is a bit of bother between those two speedsters in the first turn.
2: Yeah, well, the turnaround here from Dan Lutgett, quite remarkable. Had no luck early on. Uh, in, in the career, but since switching to Mandra, now reeled off those uh, five wins in a row, really flying. Uh, as you mentioned, Mike uh, gets box one. Good chance to lead here, but uh, Turbo Fun, as we know, has been uh, racing really nicely over a long period of time. Now, a dog I like, uh, maybe a little bit of a Smokey here, out in Box 7, Bust or Boom. Record over this journey is absolutely superb. Four wins, three second placings uh, from seven starts here. Are we overlooking this dog potentially? Hot field, I realise, but uh, should we give this dog a bit of love?
4: Well, he has led in uh, 14 of his 21 starts so far to the first peg, so we know he's got plenty of early toe. He can match it with the best of them. That inside draw there is vacant to his inside, so he's going to get plenty of room to move, and Chompinelli isn't the quickest of beginners, and does have a wide draw there, better suited over longer, so he's going to get plenty of room to move, and uh, he is very impeccably bred there. A star recall was a, a star chaser back in her day, and he's by Fernando Bale, so he should be strong throughout. So, Uh, Bust or boom, as you mentioned, that record there over the distance is uh, very impressive. And uh, I think uh, he is not without a chance. But uh, just uh, the inside draw does help in these types of races. Uh, He's going to have his word cut out there. He may get posted a bit too wide, but uh, he will need to lead to win. And I can't see him crossing.
0: All right.
2: Maybe one for for value backers there. In the first of these two heats of the shorts, the second heat, is in the very next race, race seven.
3: It is, and we've got Stanger Moose Drawn, Box One, Premium Share, Santa's Magic, Thrift Manelli, nice image, and Mermaid Manelli. Mermaid Manelli obviously always comes out as the favorite, has the quickest time here, 2235. But we've got a few runners that could be a chance as well. I know Thrift Manelli is drawn box five here and has never raced over this distance. But jumped superbly last start, ran well, two starts back against Fernando Star, and only just got overtaken near the post. And that was over the five twenty. So dropping down to the four oh five could be a chance in the danger to Mermaid Manelli here. Santa's Magic drawn the middle, unsure of how he'll do with the middle draw.
2: Yeah, look. For me, you can sum this race up in three words, Leia. Mermaid, Mermaid and Mermaid. I think the dog will be winning here. Loves a wide draw. We'll just jump straight to the lead. Impeccable record over the 405 uh, journey. Not do you, do you agree with me, Mikey? But also one, one other question. What are we expecting from uh, premium share here? We, we know last year such a talented greyhound, you know, had, the, had that fantastic year, won the national sprint title. Uh, having his first run here since June uh, has really struggled to get back on the track since he got injured late last year. We'd love to him, for him to come back in top form, but I feel like there's a little bit of hope in, in each time they keep bringing him back at the moment.
4: Yeah, well, If we look at this race, he's not tested over this type of distance. Uh, he's Better known over longer, and he has only placed once in three starts of the track as well. So he does do his best work at Cannington, and also that fitness there will be the clear as you mentioned. So I think I prefer to watch him go around this time. Uh, only day two of the trip from from box number two, he's going to get um, plenty of uh, plenty of interference, I think, from out wide with those quick beginners. So I think he may get shuffled back there early, and, and uh, his only hope there is if they do all fine bother and he does. Uh, Sneak up along the fence. Uh, so I, I just can't see him pinging and winning. Um, Mermaid Manelli is going to be awfully hard to run down. Uh, she she is peaking at the right time there with back to back wins after going almost a month without scoring your victory. So uh, only bad luck can beat her. And I don't think uh, she'll find that from uh, a favourable draw out there in box number eight.
2: All right, there we go. That's the heats of the shorts. We swing our attention to Cannington on Saturday night. Got this big, huge Group 3 Young Stars Classic. In race five, really good field this one. Lots of really nice young chases coming through here, Leia.
3: We do. It is over the 5.20 and, of course, the standout chance. It is a very, very tough field, though, but I think a lot of the attention gets drawn to the sensational sunset spitfire. Let's go back and listen to his run.
4: Up on the inside, Sunset Spitfire. Stargazer was next and then followed by Jury Manelli. Well back behind them was Speed Banner followed by Projectory. And last of all was Mini Manelli. off the back. They go and Sunset Spitfire blew the whistle, went up on the inside, went clear. In second place was Al making ground. Star Gazer out wide into the straight though. Sunset Spitfire nicely clear. Goes on and scores by two and a half length.
3: So that was his heat run Sunset Spitfire for David Hobby and... Will he be backing up the eight for, win, eight for eight undefeated wins here? That is the question.
2: Yeah, indeed, comes up against uh, the the littermate Sunset Toxic, which jumps out of the pole. Wicked rhythm, actually the fastest qualifier here, twenty nine seventy four. Uh, in the heat stages. Uh, also, Historic Times, another dog in here. Cabargo, the WA Oaks winner. Uh, West on Roger, a dog that's uh, shown a bit of talent uh, early on. Uh, really good field, this one, isn't it, uh, Michael? Question for you are, are you a believer of Sunset Spitfire? The dog's been hyped up big time. Uh, and justifiably so, has run some very nice times. What do you think? Does it does it overcome box five here and uh, take out take out his first kind of serious race here?
4: Well, he is a winner from box number six directly to his outside, and also uh, four times from box number seven. This is his toughest test today, but it is for a lot of them as well. Uh, he's working his way through the grades there nicely, so it show his versatility. He's won from four hundred five right up to five twenty at a variety of tracks and distances. And then that last start there, he's given every opportunity to to spit the bit out there and give up last week when he was hampered for room, but he did show uh, plenty of tenacity and arrogance to bustle his way through the pack, and he romped away in the end for a full length of victory. Uh, I think his only worry there is the way Al-Jai jumps early. He can carve hard left from a wide draw, and we know he has plenty of early pace too, so that's, that's the only thing he has against him there. If he does find trouble again and with the quick beginners on the inside and Sunset Toxic and Wicked Rhythm. You don't want to be giving them too much of a head start, but the way he's racing at the moment, he just looks unbeatable, and he has been unbeatable, but uh, in this race, yeah, very, very hard to beat, and I think he's a star of the future, as we all know. He's gone as quick as 29 and 45. It's hard to uh, knock a champion.
3: It is indeed, and I think, you know, possibly there could be a little bit of interference in the beginning. One runner that maybe possibly overlooked Weston Roger, drawn wide, ran well in the heats last week to run third after getting checked quite a few times. So the wide draw could be handy and has run 29.67 over this distance and run home time, I think, pretty impressive, 11.34, I think, the quickest over the 4.20, sorry, the 5.20, which is actually quicker than Sunset Spitfire, so maybe a chance as well
2: potentially yeah I, th- I think Weston Rogers may be just slightly off uh the best of these but is a fine young dog I guess if you from my viewpoint if you're looking for a dog to be charging home late it's likely to be a historic time uh, as we know will will come home very very strongly I, I guess guys for me I, you know sunset Spitfire will go into this race as favorite and deservedly so one caveat that I have last two starts hasn't uh, just stuck slightly uh, in the traps, uh, and that has uh, put him a little bit behind the eight ball. He's been good enough to come through and uh, make his way to the front and, and win those races. But uh, as he gets further on to his career and in a race like this, as you mentioned, where there's a lot of early speed and a lot of talented young chasers, just that s- slight uh, that slight pause at uh, box rises, might he might get into a little bit of trouble.
3: Yeah, and I'm actually quite intrigued to see how he jumps from box five. It is his first time from here. So the squeeze could be a bit of a challenge. Let's swing our attention to race two, grade four, five over the 600. And we've got quite a few chases here. Weston Bloom in box one, Desert Flyer box two, don't guess out of box three. Now, I know Shorty mentioned he likes a look of all zipped up, jumping out of box five. And James, I know you mentioned potentially as well, you like the look of this runner?
2: Oh, yeah, indeed, yeah, all zipped up. Uh, Really been impressed with this dog uh, since it stepped up to the 600-metre journey. Uh, Gone down last two starts to Van Buren, but that's been okay because, you know, Van Buren's um, been racing really, really well. I think all zipped up, good chance to lead this one. Obviously, uh, hairpin trigger, don't guess uh, our other two chances, but uh, but I do like all zipped up here. Mike, what are your thoughts on this race? Yeah, all zipped
4: up Uh, has... Proven himself now over the distance with those three Starts for a win and two placings He does have that early pace as you mentioned But there's no Ben Buren this week So I think he's he's going to get every chance To bounce back to his best uh, but we know don't, don't guess has plenty of early pace and Should be in it for a long way so we'll make a race Of it and hairpin trigger flooding home At the finish but uh, one Definitely for uh, the place punters out there uh, Go get him bingo Wren's uh, second there last start uh, in an easier uh, Type of race but uh, does like to use plenty of the track and it does handle a wide draw, but uh, will be finishing off solidly. So just put it in your back end of your first fours or your trifectas there. Definitely worth including for value. But All Zipped Up uh, looks the one to beat, as you mentioned there. Uh, Very, very capable type.
2: Do you think All Zipped Up starts favourite here?
4: I think so. uh, Just with his uh, current record uh, over the distance and the type of greyhounds he's been up against, uh, he has a a solid record from the draw as well. Two wins from four starts. So I think... uh, He will start favourite, and if he does lead, he should be winning.
3: All right. should be interesting to see how that race plays out. So we've also got race four on the car that we'd like to take a look at. Grade five over the 5.20. It looks a pretty even race, in my opinion. There's quite a few chances here. I, when went out on a limb and said that jailbreak guests could be a value bet jumping out of box two, but who do we think will draw favourite here?
2: Oh, good question. I'm going to punt that one to you, Mike. Uh, I, <laughs> this one does look a tough race. It's a, it's a good betting race.
4: Yeah, uh, there's plenty of um, chances right across the park there. Uh, Rambo's boy has been racing stronger, and uh, while he hasn't been uh, winning, uh, he's definitely a very capable canine there. So I think he'll be well supported. Also, uh, as you mentioned, Layer Box 2, where Jailbreak gets. He's a, a recent winner there in Good Time in Provincial Company, albeit uh, as there Saturday night. But... Uh, He's going to be in it, or she, I should say. I don't want to get the uh, boys and girls mixed up there. She'll be in it for a long way, unbeaten in box number two. So it's definitely going to be between those two. And not far behind them, Burnt Star Racing Well in the country. So uh, I think uh, it's between those two with uh, uh, Burnt Star just behind them. And also uh, one worth mentioning from box number one, Speed Missile, who hasn't won for a while but has been racing against Sunset Toxic and Sunset Spitfire. So every chance to turn his form around in box number one.
2: Yeah, probably the only uh, uh, asterisk, I guess, for Rambo's boy it does need a clear path. He ha- hasn't been getting that last few weeks, uh, and that's why he hasn't uh, hasn't been featuring uh, quite as well as he did early on in his career. For me, burnt stars, probably the one, uh, if I had to choose something out of here, got completely wiped last start. But form prior to that has been really good, really consistent uh, top three finishes past uh, eight or nine starts and potentially can vie for the lead here. So if I, if I had to choose one, I'd be going for a burnt star here. Hey, Michael, great to have your company and uh, analysis uh, on these races, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. Actually, before you go, it's, it's a tradition on your, your behalf when you go on tab radio, you give the punters a joke. Have you got one for us today? Well, I've got one.
4: I've had to, <laughs> have to go to the, to the, um, the, the clean uh, pad uh, right. usually like I throw out a bit of uh, <laughs> on the TOB radio, just ones that you know push push the line there a little bit. To, uh, sure, while they uh, they don't give me a seat, so it doesn't matter if they <laughs> on, that, uh, on the TOB radio. Despite working for railway, that may work against me, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I've come up with a clean one here. If, uh you want it? Uh, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a woman who is holding a baby, and she gets on the bus, and the bus driver said. that's the ugliest baby I've ever seen. In a huff, the woman slammed her fare into the fare box and took an old seat near the rear of the bus. The the man seated next to her, sensed that she was agitated, and asked her what was wrong. She said, the bus driver just insulted me, she fumed. The the man sympathised with her and said, why, he's only a public servant. He shouldn't say things to insult passengers. The woman said, you're right. Uh, I think I'll go back up there and give him a piece of my mind. The man said, that's a good idea. Here, let me hold your monkey for you.
3: <laughs> that is a good one. nice clean one. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? And there it was. And the
2: payoff was there. Michael McDermott, great stuff. Great way to finish. Hey, thank you. And we'll catch up with you a bit later on, mate. Thank you. Layak. Thanks, James.
4: Thanks, Layak.
3: Thank you, Mike.
2: There is a Michael McDermott. All right, Leah, before we go to the break, uh, we've got uh, a message from those fine folks out at Auto Owls. We do.
3: And of course, they are our valuable sponsors here. Ongo Greyhound, family owned and operated. Number one priority is to get to know you and your car personally, whether it be a logbook service, mechanical repairs, air conditioning or electrical, they can help. For your convenience, Auto Owls offers 24 hour servicing. They are located at 13 7 Oak Street, Bentley. Head to their website, autoowls.com.au, check out. Their Facebook page, or you can contact them on 62207508.
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.
2: Well, big weekend coming up once again for Team Credelli. Plenty of chances across Friday and Saturday night, not least of which are the three. Dogs uh, they've got in this Young Stars Classic final. Joining us to talk about that is Graham Cradelli. How are you, Graham? Yeah, not too bad, James. Good to have you on the show. What about this? Three dogs in this big final. Must be very exciting, including the fastest qualifier, Wicked Rhythm. Tell us about this greyhound, which has just been really improving of late.
5: Yeah, um, she's improving every week, actually. Bit of a surprise packet. She broke in well, but. She was never really, didn't really have any strength. Yeah, I think last week, 11, 18 run home. So she's, yeah, beginning well out of the boxes and running home well. So, it's got it
2: all at the moment. Yeah, heat run last week was absolutely superb, wasn't it? She needs defence to show
5: her best. And if she can get in the first two or three, um, yeah, she'll be a uh, danger in that race. So, she'll be my main chance. Um, but, like, we get the old historic time, well, not old, but the young historic time there as well. He's been around a little while now with a bit more experience. Uh, in the All Stars a couple of weeks ago, he actually uh, dislocated a toe, so he's very lucky to be even running around the Young Stars. So uh, it's holding them together at the moment, so yeah, he's another one that's got a real good chance in that final.
3: That's good. And you also have Stargazer as well?
5: Yeah, he's uh, one of the lesser out of the three, but he's actually pretty valuable in the race, actually, because if he can jump and hold off, because I think Cobargo last week went straight left and pinned the boxes, so Stargazer can jump and hold Cobargo and Sunset Spitfire, and also Stargazer wants to... Drift off the track a little bit, so it's going to give the inside runners a bit of a uh, bit of room. So as long, as he jumps and does his job. He might be able to help the the rest of your runners.
2: Yeah, picked him out. It's kind of the, the lesser light of the of the of your three dogs. But since been racing at uh, Kangton Stargazer, his forms have uh, been going really well.
5: Yeah, he tries every week. He, he doesn't have the ability of the wicked rhythms and the historic times, but just every time we put him around, he he actually likes racing. He likes being a field, and if something's in front of him, he'll go that little bit harder to push. So. Um, look, the, I don't think he can break the 30-second barrier with him, but he, he can. He has got speed early, uh, but this race is a pretty hot, so <laughs> he, he, may, he may struggle, but he might run for a place if he gets a bit of luck early.
2: Well, speaking of uh, the field in this race, uh, obviously the two hobby dogs, uh, Sunset Toxic, Sunset Spitfire, kind of dominate uh, proceedings. Do you think they're the biggest threats here?
5: Yeah, yeah, they are, especially the one drawing the red. That's going to be uh, very hard to beat as well. Um, and Sunset Spitfire hasn't been beaten yet, so... Um, hopefully this is the week, and we ended up being the first ones to do it. Um, but they are, they are front running dogs, so if they don't find the front. They they may struggle a bit. So you also got uh, Weston Roger out wide. He, he can run a fair bit, bit too, and if he gets left alone out there, he'd be one of the harder ones to beat as well. So just a good field, like it's just. A- Whoever jumps on the night and gets a little bit of luck it should come in.
3: It is a very tough field here, and especially if you can beat one of the Sunset Dogs, especially Sunset Spitfire will come up great in the Young Stars Classic. Now, just going back to Wicked Rhythm, we've noticed she's got the blinkers on. What is the reason for this?
5: When she first started in the very first race, she uh, lost concentration. We had big things on her and, and Barefoot foot Tycoon as well. He wears the blinkers as well. and In the same week, they both uh, lost concentration in their, in, their, in one of their qualies and in their very first race. It uh, might be from an experience or you're just learning to race. So we decided, no, nah, the blinkers are going on just to keep their mind on the job. And ever since then, I've done nothing wrong. So just too scared to take them off, <laughs> basically.
2: <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it seems to be uh, becoming a more prevalent thing, the, the blinkers, isn't it? Uh, speaking of Barefoot Tycoon, I thought that the dog fought back really well uh, to run third after getting you know, getting a lot of interference uh, in his Young Stars heat last week, but then raced again at Cannington last night, uh, finished kind of downfield once again. Dog's highly talented, uh, but not quite putting it all uh, on the board at this stage.
5: Yeah, in that heat last week, he actually had a little bit of a bruised toe, um, which he had to go into Wednesday with. He pulled up all right from it, but he's just could of his box manners at the moment. He's missing the kick, and um, basically, especially last night, You've got the slower beginners, and if he's getting caught behind them, he's got a weep through the field. So he's actually better off in a race like the Youngstars final than he is in like, in a country five where you get caught behind a few of the slower dogs and the other ones in front uh, take off. So, but I, I think in the next few weeks, once we get him 100% right, he'll be stepping up in the distance anyway, and that's where you'll see the best of him, I'd say.
2: All right, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, him go well again for sure. Hey, just quickly, Graham got a lot of dogs uh, over the next few nights. Uh, what's your, your best bet uh, for Friday or Saturday?
5: Well, I'd like to say the young stars, but it's a top race. <laughs> but I'd have to go the race for um, Rambo's boy. He's uh, dropping back to a provincial five. He's he should land in a forward position on the first corner, and um, he's very strong. So I'd, I'd say Rambo's boy, race four, number four.
2: All right, good stuff. Hey, look, oh, best of luck. Thanks again uh, for joining us, Graham. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing your dogs go around, uh, certainly for this uh, Group Three Youngsters Classic. Uh, thanks for coming on, mate. No, no worries, guys. Thanks a lot. Good stuff. There we go, uh, Graham Cudellie on the other side. We'll be talking to one of the most recognizable names in uh, names and indeed voices in greyhound racing.
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. White and charging as Buster the Brute hurtles through to take the lead. Sunset Kodiak sixth, and then Steve Manelli Wasabi Bob. Buster the Brute cut the ribbons. Chevy's entry sticks on, but it's Buster's chase. Buster the Brute pulls away to
2: win by five. Yes, that is the voice of Greyhounds WA, Amanda Mr. Friday Night himself, Ryan Levitsky, and he joins us on the show now. Ryan, how are you?
1: I'm good. I've just had a Japanese iced coffee, James, just so I'm not uh, boring on the radio. So I'm not sure if you've tried one yet, but they're they're called uh, Boss, and okay. uh, there's a lot of caffeine in them.
2: Uh, is that the only ingredient, or are there other items in there as well? It's very good stuff <laughs> from from any survey. Okay, all right. We'll have to get on it. Japanese coffee coffee was it
1: it's taking over the world yeah they're hard to find they're hard to find (laughs) they sell out quickly they're light on the calories but they're high on caffeine
2: now you're never boring we loved hearing your calls uh whether it's on sky or on the radio always uh, very accurate as well we're going to talk about that in a moment before we get to that you you own greyhounds as well and uh one of your dogs fantastic zip has been showing a resurgence of form here this is a dog you you own with your fellow race caller peter o'neill and some i believe some people you met through the school at your kids school is that right
1: uh, no, no, James, no, my lawnmower man and one of his...
2: <laughs> right, OK, right, well, there you go. Uh, and it's you've won a couple of wins from the past you know, a couple of months after being winless since January, this greyhound. So he's going well at the moment, the zipper.
1: Yeah, I think he's won 16 races all up, none at Cannington, none at Northam, all at Mandra, and I think he's maybe a win and a second off earning $50,000. So there's nothing wrong with a handy Mandra greyhound, that's
2: for sure. Yeah, absolutely not. You, as I say, you are co-owning with Peter O'Neill. He gets pretty excited when his dogs win, doesn't he?
1: He does. Yeah, yeah. he loves it. And um, fortunately for him, I think he did call a mandra when Fantastic Zip won. So, but uh, yeah, whenever Fantastic Zip's gone to Cannington, he has not performed all that well.
2: I seem to recall after when my last year at Mandurah, There was talk of, you know, he was going in the WA Sprint Championship, or one of those big races, and, you know, Pete maybe got a little bit ahead of himself with the zipper at that oh, point. there's no <laughs> doubt. There,
1: there was talk, and it was all from Peter O'Neill's mouth. <laughs> right. Of course, yeah, Blair uh Blair Fanta- in there. Blair yeah, she in the is. Yeah. You're hogging <laughs> the microphone. <down. laughs>
3: James loves the sound of his voice. We're talking about this a little bit. Go, Go, you
2: ask him something. Go.
3: (laughs) Ryan, you've also got a few other dogs that you owned. Can you tell us a little bit more more about them?
1: Uh, Well, my my best owning story would be Flying Beauty. Now, Flying Beauty, she won a race on my 21st birthday. I'm looking up at the photo now, it was on the 14th of June, 2001. She cost $100 and the air flight from New South Wales. She won 15 races. But on that night, on my 21st birthday, I'd done a shift at racing radio. I drove out to Cannington. She was in the last race over 297 metres on the old track. She won, there was a $1.20 favourite that fell over. And I remember going to the track with $21. I did a trifecta. Her to win field for second, field for third, she won. And I collected $3,300 cash at the age nice. of 21, which was massive. Happy birthday to so, you. Absolutely. And then I, then I decided to move out of home to buy a house so that I could have her as a pet. So um, that's where it all started. I owned her with my mate, Tony Lopes. And, mm. uh, yeah, she may not have been the, the best greyhound, but to me, she's the one.
2: Indeed, I'm sure you invested that money wisely as well, right? Well, I just said, James. Well, were you <laughs> I said, I moved that money. Out of, you had a down payment with three grand. Wow. Yeah, okay. Well, two thousand and one, James. <laughs> Nineteen years ago now, James. Right. What about uh, that? Was that? That's your best one. Another good one for you, Van der Warp. Now, I love this story. You had a lot, of, lot of success with this one. Now, this one, I do know the ownership. All your, your old school chums from Wesley College and it's a great story uh, that uh, yeah. you know some battler types like you guys are getting a bit of success in greyhound racing.
1: Yeah, the first pup we we uh, syndicated, Peter Cameron, he was um, responsible, he picked the breeding, trained by Linda Britton and 17 owners, the banter was fantastic and it led to the crescendo of winning, winning the Bendigo Cup. And, uh, yeah, there were four that jetted over. And uh, I wish I went, but I didn't. And, um, yeah, that was a a real thrill. And the other one's Campini, who currently holds the Cannington track record. I don't think he's ever won a feature race, Campini. I don't think there's any silverware, but everyone knows how fast he is. And he beat Shimmer in a Melbourne Cup heat last year and made the final, done trouble first turn. But that was a big thrill to go over and have a second favourite in a Melbourne Cup
2: just on campaign obviously we know how talented he, he has been kind of so close yet so far with this dog that must be something in that in the, you know what could have been with him
1: yeah well he's one of the fastest dogs ever really and he just won his maidens and you know all of those easier grades so easily that he just didn't learn how to Copper bump, if that makes sense. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but he's too brilliant to be a stayer, and and uh, Paul's done a great job with him. And you just got to uh, hope he's not done yet. He might be back. I think he turns four in a couple of months, so he's having a big freshen up and
2: one last hurrah. All right, I certainly look forward to that. I, I, obviously, you had you've told us a story about your 21st. So what, where did the interest in Greyhound racing come from? Uh, uh, more importantly, when did you decide you wanted to try your hand at race calling?
1: Well, I always wanted to be a race caller because I'd always have the matchbox cars pushing them around. It was pretty simple. I just had to buy any matchbox car that had a number on it. So if it was a green matchbox car with 25 on it, its name was Green 25.
3: Right. So it was
1: nice and simple. Didn't really have to you know, remember any of the names. And... My dad was always a horse punter, so I got involved with calling horses. And, yeah, then Greyhounds was just an easier option, given that I'd spend 40 weekends away from Perth calling the gallops, whether it be Carnarvon Esperance or, you know, Onslow or somewhere out in the middle of nowhere like Landor. So, yeah, once my wife and I had kids, calling horses was just too hard.
3: So how did you then transition into greyhound calling?
1: Uh, well, Everyone else wanted to call horses later, so uh, it was just there for me, basically.
3: <laughs> Opportunity was available. And
1: That's right. That's right. So, yeah, and now I just, um, you yeah, I know, I find it easy to, to learn the eight colours as opposed to, you know, up to 16 at the gallops as well.
3: That's fair enough. So, Although Pete has mentioned that it's pretty fast-paced, though, calling the dogs.
1: It is, but once you get used to it, it's um, very easy. I remember I had to call a harness meeting out of nowhere a few years back and, my goodness me, going from greyhounds to harness (laughs) is very, very difficult.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. I've actually, you know, we obviously work in the studio, well, I work in the studio while you're on track at Mandra on Friday nights and there's been a few funny ones that I've heard. What would you say is the best call in terms of, well, I should say, the most comedic call that you've had?
1: Oh, the comedic call? Oh, well, there was one at Northam with a lure driver. Um, James, are we allowed to talk about the lure driver's oh, You may.
2: <laughs>
1: we, we just did. It's <laughs> been said. That's right. Okay, uh, well, yeah, the, go. The, great, the, the great Robert Archibald, he um, – oh, I'll try and paint a picture of what he looks like. Uh, Shrek. Everyone's familiar with Shrek, big fat ogre. Anyway – the green light comes on. He drops an absolute whopper. It's on YouTube, <laughs> but the problem is with the YouTube, you need to have the volume right up to hear the the explosion.
3: Oh, so it's anyway, actually in the video as well. You can hear.
1: Yeah, but the, you need yeah. you need yeah. to put the um, the volume up. So I think if you type in "race caller giggles," it'll come up. It's the Northern Greyhound race, and honestly, the the smell hit me about three seconds after that, and I I think I was laughing. I was. Try not to spew. So yeah, I think that's um, quite comedic. Layer to answer the
2: question. A, 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 a memorable moment. <laughs> you must get when things like that. Well, not just things like that, but uh, you must get some feedback from fans. A lot of uh, people giving you friendly advice. Uh, Ryan, uh, you, how do you how do you handle that sort of thing?
1: Well, I'm not on social media. There's a good start. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, stay off that and. Basically, only leave the commentary box if I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> right. stay, up, stay, stay clear of it. industry participants.
2: Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I, I listen. Uh, I do love the story uh, about how you you practice your race calling early on. You you built your own racetrack. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Well, that started from a scalex. How do you say it? scalextric?
2: Scalextric track. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, you might remember this, James, because you're older than me, but there was a electric <laughs> product called TCR, okay? Yes. TCR, not the not the normal one. This this had sort of barriers on the outside and you could switch lanes. So God knows where it went because it was way better than Electric's. and this is like 1996. Anyway, TCR, I would just, um, I would put things underneath the track and basically just race marbles because there were six, grooves in the track. I'd have a bit of blue tack on there to slow up certain lanes. And and uh, from that, I started building marble tracks out of balsa wood. And the trick is to have the, the fast marbles at the back, the slow marbles at the front, so there's overtaking. Otherwise, nice. it's like the Monaco Grand Prix, and it's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: And, uh,
1: yeah, I did. I practised. Um, that probably helped me, you know, call the 300-meter races at, at Mandra because those races would only go for about 15 seconds.
2: Yeah, nice. Oh, very good. I, I, just, yeah, very unique way of uh, practicing it. Hey, you've called a lot of races now. Do you still get excited every time you turn up the track to call? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, Yeah, I like yeah. it. Mm. I do like it. And just one <laughs> final question.
3: Hesitant,
2: but all right. One final question. Uh, you hosted. Grey Matters uh, on the internet. I think they're still on YouTube, a lot of those episodes. You work with a fellow by the name of the Knocker. We, we missed the Knocker, but you you guys had a lot of fun, didn't you? The, the, he's a puppet, by the way, if you've never seen it.
1: We did, James. And I think, um, well, how long ago was, was that, about
2: 20? Oh, a decade. Oh,
1: 15 years? Yeah, a mm, decade. Yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, the, the world's yeah. changed. The world's changed <laughs> in 10 15 years. It has. And I don't think <laughs> yeah. the knocker would get away with some of the things he used to do these days. Well, That's fair we, enough, we isn't it? It is. Well, Ryan, yeah.
3: actually, James wanted to have the knocker on Greyhound Gold while I was on yesterday, and I think it, everyone was in agreement <laughs> that it was a no.
2: Well, we have tried to revive the knocker. He has been back. But, look, the fans love him. The higher-ups, not so much, Ryan. But I think you're right. I think that he's, he's, in, you, we can tolerate him maybe in small doses these days, but... Um,
1: that's yeah. right. Swimming between the flags seems to be the, uh, the in thing at the moment. So give it 10
2: years and, yeah. Might come back again. How many hey, people listen, watch mate. South Park anymore. <laughs> That's right. Hey, great to have you on. Great to have a chat uh, and happy calling. Are uh, down there at uh, Mandra tonight?
1: I saw sure him, And uh, there's a greyhound to watch out for. I've got a new one with Brad Cook, one last week called Mustache. Yes. And uh, Moustache is in on Sunday, and I think it'll be very hard to beat. He's drawn box seven in uh, in a middle race, about
2: race seven or eight, I think. All right, good stuff. We're looking forward to Moustache, looking forward to hearing your calls. Ryan Levitsky, thank you for joining us. No worries.
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.
3: Welcome back to Go Greyhounds joining us on the show as he does every week. The wonderful David Short from Tab Touch. Shorty, how are you?
0: I'm very well. Thank you, Leia, JB. Nice to be with you guys. How's it all going in there today?
3: Fantastic. Just James and I in the studio. Carla's MIA. We had Mike McDermott on this well earlier on as well. We're jumping straight into Thursday. What's on the card for you?
0: Quite like this program. Multied up four runners on this card. Kicking off race five, number one, overbite. This was a really good performance last week. Actually thought it had won life. Um, in the end, was beaten a narrow margin behind Max Flash. That's a good form line here. Comes up with box number one and the testing material. Race seven, number seven, try catch me in the free fall over 302 metres. Very speedy greyhound. Clear Dangers 5 Circus Maximus but I think Try Catch Me off that run last week if you can jump, run and go sub 17 you're always hard to beat so race 7 number 7 Try Catch Me. On to race 8 number 3 Minis Manelli, really progressive dog over the 4.05 a recent winner in 22.66 is clearly the standout runner there in race 8 number 3 and rounding it out with race 9 number 2 Landish Boy this ground aiming up at a winning hat trick tonight only has to run up to recent performances to be on top of the podium again so race 5 number 1 Overbite, race 7 number 7, Try Catch Me. Race 8, number 3, Minis Manelli. Race 9, number 2, Landish Boy.
2: That's for tonight. We stick with Mandra for Friday night. Uh, what are you liking for that meeting?
0: I thought we could get some early JB with race 2, number 1, Torza. Ground that generally cashes in when it gets a nice alley. It's exactly what it's got here off the cherry. Race 2, number 1, Torza. Thought race 3, number 6, is the Underup Magic looked a nice value play. Drops right back in grade it It's got a 50% winning strike rate, track and trip. Uh, I think it can step up on speed and be hard to beat. And race 7 number 8 we'll go to the old Captain Barnacle special race 7 number 8 mermaid manelli uh, she just loves racing over this distance got an amazing hit rate should get the chockies again from the wide draw 3 on friday race 2 number 1 tours race 3 number 6 yonder up magic and race 7 number 8 mermaid manelli
2: the captain's back we we're wondering when the captain will be back and he's back this week good to hear what about the big saturday night meeting at cannington highlighted by the group 3 Young Stars classic
0: That'll be awesome. Can Sunset Spitfire maintain that unbeaten record? It's going to be the highlight of the night. Other nice bets on the card. I put race two, number five, all zipped up on an each-way basis, racing really consistently for trainer Sean Kavanagh. Should be right there in the mix. Race eight, number eight, Starbook the star bet on the program. Loves it out wide. Uh, has got a bit on these with a clear getaway. Race eight, number eight, and rounding it out with race 12, number one, Van Buren. Uh, this is one that I know Leia likes this weekend, coming off a huge win last week in the Canning Show Cup. Looks the goods again. So race two, number five, race eight, number eight, race 12, number one on Saturday.
2: And just real quick, Shorty, uh, you're liking Sunset for the young stars or you're favouring something else here?
0: I think Sunset Spitfire is the dog to beat, um, clearly unbeaten at this point and has run the quickest times. Value-wise, I'll aim up towards a friend of ours, historic time, who's been very good over the last six to seven weeks. Each way, historic times, probably the the bet in the race, given how short Sunset Spitfire is likely to be, uh, that'll be my play, race five, number seven, each way, historic time. But... Sunset Spitfire, awfully hard to beat. just the price is the key.
2: All right, good stuff. David Short there from Tab Touch. Thank you, Shorty. And thank you, Lay. your last show with us this week. Been great to have you on over the past couple of months. Uh, sad to see you go, but uh, all the best for the future.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show.
2: Good stuff. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll catch you next week on the Auto Owls Go Greyhounds show.